Welcome to another edition of the Montana Values Podcast. I'm your producer, Mickey Lapp. This show's task is to dig into the backgrounds of the candidates running for Montana's lone congressional seat in the House of Representatives, and we'll be giving you MVP's pick. Fair warning, it's not who you think it is. Let's dive into it with our host, Tammy Fisher. First, we need to set the standard. What are the components of a good congressman or woman from Montana? Well, the key component, obviously, is you must embody Montana values, and that includes having intellectual stamina, knowledge of the issues important to Montana, the ability to discern sound policy from horseshit, and not just being a talking head, blindly repeating catchphrases and pandering for votes. Right. And as Montanans, we are looking for more than just a candidate that toes the Republican line. This seat is key because the candidate must have the savvy to convince others, including Democrats and independents, of our needs in Montana. And that requires the key component of persuasive leadership. We have one delegate to a Congress of 435 representatives. We are drowned out by 434 other voices concentrated in populous states. Which candidate has the persuasive leadership ability and will make sure a rural state presence is found in every law or financial disbursement made? So does the candidate have the savvy to persuade folks from California and New York to listen to Montana's needs? Finally, can the candidate succeed in the general election and secure the seat for Montana Republicans? Six candidates are in the congressional race seeking Republican support in the primary. Joe Dooling, John Ivankovich, Deborah Lamb, Mark McGinley, Matt Rosendale, and Corey Stapleton. Based upon their backgrounds and name recognition, only three candidates will engender the bulk of the Republican support, Joe Dooling, Matt Rosendale, and Corey Stapleton. At MVP, we favor a primary full of high-quality candidates where rigorous debate and thoughtful solutions to Montana issues are highlighted. Sadly, of the three contenders, Two are embarrassingly ill-equipped to serve as Montana's lone representative to Congress. So unfortunately, it looks like this primary will come down to what my dad calls voting for the person you least hate. Let's start with Matt Rosendale. Mr. Rosendale did serve in the state legislature, and while he was there, worked on some property rights issues that eased property development standards. We view this as a positive step, and it goes in the right direction. As state auditor, Mr. Rosendale assisted healthcare providers in eliminating the insurance middlemen by implementing, to the chagrin of Governor Bullock, direct to primary care payment for healthcare. This was also a step in the right direction, allowing free market principles to invade the stronghold insurance companies have over healthcare in Montana. So these things are real pluses for Matt Rosendale, in our opinion, and embody the less government, more freedom Montana values. The problem with Mr. Rosendale is he utterly fails in his authenticity. Authenticity is a key Montana value that Montanans place above almost all other values. As Montanans, it has been our authenticity and independence that has set us apart from other states. Take a listen to this clip. He calls himself a rancher. I'm not sure that's really true. I think basically he leases out all of his property. Matt signed in 2015 some tax records under penalty of perjury that he was a Maryland resident. Running for five offices in eight years just looks like he came to Montana to start his political career. So Matt, you can talk a good story, but facts don't lie. 
He supported transferring public lands, and now four years later, he's completely changed his mind 180 degrees. Matt, sure sounds like a flip-flop to me. Tell us what you are and don't try to say something you're not. Basically, we know baloney when we see it, and once you lie to us, you are forever viewed as shady and unworthy of Montana's support. So even if the Republican Party is willing to accept Mr. Rosendale, Montana is not. Matt Rosendale cannot win the general election. He has hid from his authentic self, probably because his authentic self is not Montanan at all. First, he called himself a rancher, yet he owns no cattle. Listen, folks, I actually own cattle, but I own so few that it would be offensive to all ranchers everywhere to refer to myself as a rancher. What I am saying is, if you refer to yourself as a rancher, every Montanan knows it takes more than just owning the land or owning the livestock. It wasn't that Mr. Rosendale had formerly been a rancher before deciding to give it up and run for office. Nope. No, no. He just lied. He owns a vast swath of land, but leases it to a rancher who actually does the hard work. Mr. Rosendale appears to believe that by saying he can, quote, fix fence, that is a qualification for all of the political positions he has run for in the state. And the list of positions he has run for is long. He is virtually beating us to death with his applications for higher office. First, it was state legislature. Then it was congressman. Then it was auditor. Then it was senator. And now it's congressman again. He has virtually spent every waking minute as auditor running for another position. And nothing irks Montanans more than a candidate applying for a position, being granted the position, and then instead of doing the job, running for other political positions. It is political hokey-pokey at its worst. Mr. Rosendale has shown Montanans what he thinks of us. He thinks we're dumb. He thought Montanans were so dumb that we wouldn't look into his brand ownership, or lack thereof, or livestock records that don't exist. He thinks we are so dumb that we will overlook the fact that he was granted a political position and before completing even six months of his term, began campaigning not for one, but two other political positions. Add to this his pandering nature. Let me tell you a personal story. I met with Mr. Rosendale when he was running for Congress against Ryan Zinke. He was in the flathead trying to gin up local support. When I met with him, I asked him about his plan to ensure our Social Security system remained intact. He had the audacity to respond that his solution was to privatize Social Security. Listen, folks, there's a lot of options available to us to save Social Security from insolvency, and perhaps the worst proposal is privatization of the system. When I responded to Mr. Rosendale's proposed solution, exclaiming, your solution is great for rich folks who understand investing, but what about poor folks like my family members who will be scammed into investing their only retirement funds in coffee beans in Guam and then are left with absolutely nothing to live off of in retirement. I told him, people may not like the current Social Security system, but what they hate worse is old people starving in the streets. The absurdity of his proposal amounted to no more than an off-the-shelf, old-school, conservative proposal that leaves two-thirds of America starving in the streets. We cannot support Mr. Rosendale for any statewide or national position he seeks because he does not have Montana values. He is neither authentic, nor does he understand Montana's needs. Mr. Stapleton is equally unqualified for the position. I have mixed emotions about Mr. Stapleton. 
Bob Green, the former Montana Tech football coach, described the feeling best when he said, it's like when your mother-in-law drives your new Cadillac off a cliff. Mr. Stapleton has a decade-long history in Montana politics, and I really liked his candidacy when he ran for governor in 2012. His background was impressive to me. He graduated from my alma mater, Great Falls High. He is a veteran. He was a high school and college wrestler, which everyone knows is the toughest sport around. And he had an engineering and financial industry background. He had served in various leadership positions in the Montana legislature, and he was an avid supporter of the energy industry. He checked many of the boxes that were important to me. So when Mr. Stapleton was elected to the Secretary of State position, I had high hopes that he would use that position to prove himself a steady, capable leader. I could not have been more wrong in my prediction. Mr. Stapleton has brought shame to the party and to the position. His debacles as Secretary of State foretell an ominous political future. A published report says Montana Secretary of State Corey Stapleton not only used a state pickup truck improperly to commute often from Helena to his family home in Billings, but also that he drove that truck on the weekends, holidays, and during his uh, first 27 jobs or months on the job. Uh, Stapleton, however, told MTN News on Monday that the weekend story by the Associated Press had no new information. He says his use of the state motor pool truck on a long-term lease was always meant to enhance his work as Secretary of State. He also says it's inaccurate to suggest that using the truck on weekends or holidays was not related to his state work. The state audit in June said state law does not allow using a state vehicle to commute more than 30 miles and that Stapleton was using it to drive 240 miles to Billings. Stapleton returned the vehicle to the motor pool this April after auditors raised questions. The AP story said he drove the truck an average of 2,500 miles a month in the first 27 months on the job and since April has driven a state vehicle only 500 miles a month. Stapleton was elected as Secretary of State in 2016. He's one of five Republicans running for Montana's open U.S. House seat in 2020. Mr. Stapleton is not only ineffective in the position he now holds as Secretary of State, he has utilized his office as a veritable cookie jar for personal enrichment. And he panders to an audience Montanans despise. He alleged rampant voter fraud in the 2016 election without a scintilla of evidence. And when called to answer for his allegations and baseless investigation, we get crickets. Nothing. And he has the audacity to send staffers to answer to the legislature when he comes under heat for his own baseless allegations forcing your staffers to take the heat when it's your allegations that are under scrutiny is not consistent with Montana leadership. Add to this an audit finding that Mr. Stapleton used his state office for personal gain. Then add to this his indecisiveness. He has applied for positions as senator, as governor, and congressman, only to jump out of those races for another open seat when the competition became fierce. No good wrestler I have ever met shies away from competition. He and Mr. Rosendale are the poster children for the game of political hokey pokey. So to label Mr. Stapleton a disappointment is an understatement. He has brought shame to the Republican Party and Montana. He is unquestionably unqualified to represent Montana in Congress. Right. And the primary reason Joe Dooling is favored by MVP over Rosendale and Stapleton is because Rosendale and Stapleton are embarrassingly ill-equipped to serve as Montana's lone representative to Congress. 
Joe Dooling is a third generation Montanan. He's a barley farmer that lives near Helena. He has served in the legislature and he intends to take on issues facing rural America important to our agricultural economy. He appears to support the issues most important to Montanans and to have another farmer voice in Congress would be a really good thing, especially at this time. We appreciate his Montana roots, and while we have never met Mr. Dooling, I personally have met his wife, and she is absolutely lovely, is very down-to-earth, and is a very grounded Montanan. She also serves in the legislature. If he is a smart man, he is influenced by his wife, Julie, and shares her values. At MVP, we prefer a hearty race between several qualified Montana value-based candidates, but unfortunately, Mr. Dooling is the only candidate in the congressional race who is who he says he is. Rosendale and Stapleton are fatally flawed candidates with embarrassing political faux pas. There is no path for either of them to beat the Democrat in the general election. The Republican Party doesn't need any more candidates that fail to embody Montana values. For this reason, we encourage our friends and listeners to consider electing Joe Dooling in the primary for Montana's lone congressional seat. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Find us on our website, montanavaluespodcast.com. Find us on Podbean at Montana Values and at iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. What is your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.